Welcome to Vision Forward's Tech Connect Live, connecting you to the world of assistive technology. And now, here are your hosts, Corey and Luke. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the televisual extravaganza. Televisual? The televisual extravaganza that is known as Technical Connectical Live. <laughs> That's too. Why didn't we? That would have been a great show name, Technical Connectical. <laughs> Technical Connectical. That's a pretty good show. I, yeah. I, I would go with that. If time. you would prefer to watch that show, then do a search for Technical Connectical on YouTube. Yeah, you'll yeah. probably find us because we've now officially changed our name <laughs> to Technical Connectical. Uh, hello, everybody. Hi. It is time for the show. What is it's, the show? The show is Tech Connect Live, where yes. we dive into technical, connectical type stuff. We do. Uh, usually well. focusing on assistive technology. Mm. And really, we're here to have fun, Luke. Assistive te technicology? Assistical technicology. <laughs> uh, we are here to have fun. Yeah. And uh, that's what we usually do. And we, well, sometimes we learn things, but mostly we just have fun. Yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, we do like to talk about accessibility. Corey. Yes. Um, what can you see? Oh, say can you see? What do you mean, what can I see? I'm just curious about your level of vision. Oh. Was, for those who the, for those wow. who might not be feeling familiar with you. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I did. That came out of left field. I know. Uh, I had detached retinas in both eyes 30-some mm -hmm. uh, years ago. Mm -hmm. Left eye is completely black. Mm -hmm. Right eyes. I usually tell people it's like looking through frosted glass. I yeah. have light and color perception. I can mm -hmm. see mm -hmm. something is there. Mm -hmm. For example, I can look across the room and see that there's a window. Uh, yeah, I can see the window of, uh, outline yeah. against the wall. Mm -hmm. But I can't make out any detail, so I yes. can't read. I can't see any, you know, any detail at all. And I am sighted. So just give people a bit of background who might not be familiar with us. Now, Corey, you lost your vision um, when you were, what, around 12? Uh, yep, uh, seventh, seventh grade is when it started. Okay. And then at the end of eighth grade, I was left with the vision I have now. So yeah, 11, 12 years old, whatever okay. that be. And before that point, I know that you yes. did enjoy some video games. You were uh, a uh, owner or a enjoyer of the NES. We, yeah, we. I remember as a small kid, mm. my stepdad had a Nintelevision. Do you ever know that one? I know the Intellivision. That's what it was. Did I say it wrong? Did you I said say... Nintelevision. Oh, I'm sorry, man. In, I, was, in, I thought maybe he had some kind of weird amalgamation you know, of an NES and Intellivision. Intellivision. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so that's what I started playing. Okay, that right? is very old school. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of fun. Like I still remember the games, like baseball. It was a little this cartridge with yeah. a blue L label. It would literally and say baseball. On it? Baseball, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then we graduated to the the NES and Nintendo, and then I lost. Well, actually, I lost. I should take that back. The the most recent uh, console I played before losing my vision yeah. was the Sega Genesis. Oh, very nice. That's about. And then I, think I that lost released my in '88 in the U.S. or somewhere around. There. Really? I believe so. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. But that's about when I. That was kind of the, the most the most advanced uh, Ultra Beast. That was the game that came with the was it Altered Beast. Altered Beast. No, I think it was Ultra. No, it was definitely Altered. Was it Altered? <laughs> yeah. huh. That thing She's that was on two for two on, <laughs> on saying things. Today. I think that was a release uh, game on the on the Genesis. There. I swear it was Ultra. I believe you. Okay, I mean, now if any, I, I, my if, whole life I went thinking it was Ultra <laughs> Beast. Yeah. If anybody in the chat wants to dispute and tell me that oh, there please. was a game called Ultra Beast, no, I don't then know. please go ahead and put it in there. Uh, be interested. Altered, altered sounds, it makes way more sense. Yeah, because you turned into animals exactly. as you uh, gathered But Ultra is like, I'm a, I'm a badass beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds like uh, some kind of Japanese uh, you know, show, sure. you know, like Ultraman. It's 
Yes. Okay, Thank fine. Thanks for proving me wrong, Producer <laughs> Jonathan. I appreciate it. No, just kidding. No, I'm kidding. So, uh, anyway, so the point is yes. that uh, video games are cool. Why are you talking about video games so much? Well, because they're cool. Oh, okay, um, but also because games as a person with reduced vision can yeah. be a little tricky to play. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we need some kind of alteration typically to the game. Uh, yes. And most of the time, that's going to be sound cues. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be honest, I've, and, and maybe we'll get into this today, but obviously, I, I'm, not a, I'm not an expert when it comes to audio games. Mm -hmm. um, I've always struggled with them, mostly because, and I was telling you this morning, my biggest issue is I know, from a sighted perspective, I know what I'm missing so I've had a really hard time getting into audio-based games. I played some mm. that were made specifically for the blind and visually impaired, like um, Super Liam and Judgment Day. We well, did a video uh, on a zombie game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that was an iOS-based iOS, one, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Chillingham uh, was an old-school Grizzly Gulch. These are all, like, old... Anyone, like classics. They are any old-school gamer, and obviously we've got a guest on today, so I'm curious if mm -hmm. Jesse is, is familiar with some of these. But... Yeah. I, I never I had a real hard time getting into audio games because of knowing what I'm missing. Yes. Um, so I'm hoping Jesse today mm. is like Corey. I've got the solution for you. You mm -hmm. need this, this game, game in your life. Well, with that being said, let's bring in our special guest, expert on accessible gaming, Jesse Anderson. Jesse, hello. Hello. Good to be back again. Yes, thank you for coming That's back. Right, I think you it's are been, back again. Yeah, I think yeah. uh, it was, what, 2022 when we last spoke? Yeah, 21, 22, I can't remember. It's a couple years, I think. Somewhere around there, yeah. And I feel like, yeah. I don't know, but I, I feel like some stuff, some consoles have released since we talked to you last time, but I don't remember for sure whether we spoke to you before PS5 and the Xbox Series consoles or whether they had already yeah, released. I don't remember. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't remember if we had talked about them then or not, but yeah. just to clarify, uh, um, it is definitely Altered altered Beast. Thank you! <laughs> yes. All right, I, I hear uh, them. I get yep. the message loud and clear. Never mind. That's so weird, though, because like, you ever get that where you spend your whole life, I mean, oh, we're talking time, yeah. 40 years, well, oh, maybe yeah. not 40 years, but 30 years at this point mm -hmm. where I swear it was a certain thing, and then you learn, yeah. Yeah. you know, Oh yeah. yeah, isn't that crazy? This yeah. is the this is the this is here precisely okay. how the Mandela effect came to be. Oh yeah, sure, good call. Yeah. Where yeah. you just in, yeah. in your universe, the universe that you were in, yep. it was Ultra Beast. But unfortunately, when the universes merged, yep. you've had to now uh, take on Altered Beast. That's true. Mm. I mean, it, but honestly, this just shows you that even hosts mm. of a show learn something. <laughs> I think the hosts learn the most. Actually, as you're, prob <laughs> you're probably right. That's why we bring guests on. Yeah. Uh, so in the chat, uh, we would love to know, again, what video games you enjoy playing, whether those are regular video games or whether they are accessible in some way, and uh, whether in your universe Ultra Beast was uh, the reality and not Altered Beast. Now, Jesse, if you would like to give us maybe a bit of a background about yourself and how you got into um, the whole field of accessible gaming. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, well, I'm old school gamer myself. I grew up playing games ever, you know, ever since I can remember. The Atari 2600, Commodore 64 days. Uh, I grew up, uh, and then when the, when the uh, NES came out, that's all she wrote. I was just really hooked on games from that point on. Um, I've actually got my NES controller shirt on right now, nice. so that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, yep, keep it classic. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, 
Yeah, yeah. I grew up playing the NES and, uh, you know, just kind of followed gaming as uh, the systems kept coming out. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. I never really owned any of the uh, 16-bit machines because basically my parents were like, uh, no, you played the Nintendo too much as it is, so no, we're not getting you uh, another one. And so I had to go play them at friends' houses. But uh, that's not fair. You know, yeah, PlayStation and 64, and then just everything beyond. I've just kind of kept up with them, Dreamcast and Xbox, and and all that. And then um, got into. I mean, I've always been, you know, I, I've always looked at games a little bit from an accessibility point because, you know, there are just certain genres or certain types of games that I have trouble playing mm-hmm. uh, due to my vision. And um, I just never really thought too much about it. But then in 2012, um, I don't remember, like, I, I don't know, I just got it in my head and a friend of mine and I were talking about some stuff and I ended up starting a YouTube channel yes, uh, called Illegally Sighted. And... Um, <clears throat> You know, I, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do when I was just sort of experimenting with it. And I'm thinking, well, there's a lot of gaming channels out there already. There's already hundreds, thousands, you know, millions of them out there already. How can I do, how can I set mine apart from everybody else's? And so I really thought about, well, of course, let's take it from the, you know, let's look at games and technology through a blind and low vision uh, perspective, because at the time, at least to my knowledge, there weren't really all that many people uh, in the disability community out there mm. like that. Now you can go to YouTube, you can go to Twitch, you can go wherever, and there's a you know there's podcasts and everything. So there's a lot of and it's great to see, um, but there's you know there's a lot more people uh, doing videos and streams and podcasts and things. But at the time, there really I didn't think there were that many. Mm-hmm. So I really kind of doubled down on you know like hey let's look at gaming from. Um, a low vision or legally blind or illegally sighted perspective. And so that's what I did. And that kind of just got me, um, I connected with a huge advocate and uh, person in the game accessibility community. Huge, huge shout out to Ian Hamilton. I met him at CSUN, uh, the CSUN Technology Conference in 2015. And, uh, you know, he, he and I talked a little bit. We got, you know, we, we talked about different things. He connected me with a few people. And, you know, thanks to that and Twitter and the YouTube channel, things just sort of picked up. And, uh, you know, I got contacted by, you know, mobile app developers and game developers. And then I just kind of got my foot in the door with some mainstream game consulting here and there. And uh, it's been a really, really fun few years. Jesse, That's what you, how I got into it. Would you mind telling us a little bit about your vision so we have an idea of what you're able to see when you're playing video games? Sure, yeah. So um, I am legally blind. Um, my best eye is my left eye, and it's like was it 20 over 800. So it's not great, but hey, I'm happy to have the vision that I do have. That's the truth. Um, I have <laughs> decent, you know, I, I have my central vision is better in my left eye. My right eye, I can see out of it, but it's not great. Um, but I have better peripheral vision out of my left eye. So I, when I use, you know, computers or phones or things like that, um, I typically will use a combination depending on what I'm doing. Sure. So I might use, um, you know, magnification. I might use a screen reader. I might use a combination of those. Um, so it really just depends on what I'm doing and how much reading I need to do and, Things like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I, I'm, a, I'm a keen video gamer myself. 
And I listen to a number of uh, podcasts, uh, video game related podcasts. And I mm -hmm. have to say, this it, the issue of accessibility is so much more prevalent now than uh, it ever has been from my uh, from my memory in the past. And it's the type of stuff that is talked about on kind of mainstream yeah. uh, video game uh, podcasts and websites and stuff like that. It has bec uh, become a, a topic of concern just generally, uh, which is really cool. So uh, from your experience with playing games, Jesse, would you say that the accessibility features built into you know, uh, either AAA or indie games is better now than it, than it ever has been? Or is there still a, a good long ways to go there? Or um, both. Yes, or both. both. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely better. I mean, when I really, really kind of dove into things a lot more seriously around 2015, you know, there were maybe one or two games that really kind of even acknowledged any form of like accessibility features mm -hmm. or accessibility design. You maybe had, you know, you, you started having games standardize things like um, subtitles a little bit more. Um, but now that's pretty much just common practice and your game will mm -hmm. be totally, um, you know, people are going to be really upset if that feature isn't there, you know, it's come to be expected. Yeah, totally. And as other features and, and, and types of, uh, you know, accessibility designs become more standard, I'm hoping that things like menu narration, mm -hmm. you know, navigation assist and other tools that blind players and low vision players uh, find helpful or, or are, that they need also become expected and become standard. Um, but at the same time, so as, as good as accessibility has gotten and as many games that have had accessibility uh, considered throughout development, there's still a lot of work uh, to be done. There's still a lot of games that really don't have a lot of that right now. Yeah, yeah. And so it, the hope is, I guess, that it, as it's uh, uh, more uh, known topic at this point, then developers will start including more and more of those features. And, and I guess as developers kind of figure out solutions to some problems, then other developers can kind of take that on and kind of work from that point, you know? Well, I think, and that's probably a big piece of it is the developer piece. And I'm curious, yeah. like, Jesse, and you're, you, you obviously stay more up to date with what games have accessibility features. And obviously, to in, in order to add accessibility features, there are resources, time, mm -hmm. money yeah. that need to mm -hmm. be invested. Are you seeing, and, and, and my first initial thought when I say that is that, okay, we're probably seeing more accessibility in mainstream games because they have more money to put behind it. But on the flip side, indie developers have more freedom to decide that accessibility is a a mission and a passion of theirs and so that they they invest the time to do it but so i guess my question is are you seeing accessibility features are we seeing them more in mainstream or independent or is it pretty equal well we're definitely seeing it in both areas triple a and indie games um like i and what you made a good point of you know indie games they don't have as much kind of bureaucratic red tape there's not near as many people working often for an indie developer so they can you know, if they if they decide, hey, um, somebody contacted us about accessibility, and that's something we would like to pursue, mm -hmm. um, it's a lot more easy to do that. On the know, flip side, though, they have several... less resources to work with. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I'm seeing, like I said, I'm seeing a lot of improvement for your big budget AAA games, mm -hmm. but also uh, indies are. I think, especially, I think they started a little bit ahead of AAA um, because they had that little bit of freedom despite sure. maybe not having as many resources. 
And then when in 2020, when The Last of Us 2 came out, that was, I think, the, the game that really, really got uh, a lot of... It's kind of the groundbreaking game. A lot of, yes. a lot of mm-hmm. mainstream attention. Yes. And then fine. on top of that, though, like, you know, let's say that people, you know, other developers, they see that and go, oh, well, maybe we should start considering that. You have to remember that a lot of these AAA uh, developed games take several years yeah. to develop. Yeah. So they're probably in the process of developing whatever they were working on. And then it's going to take, you know, they, they may not be able to put it in their timeline for their current game, but maybe it's something they would consider. So, you know, people are like, well, The Last of Us did it. Why can't every game do it now? Mm-hmm. Well, games are in development yes. and they take a long time. And so even if they don't do it right away, you know, it may take a few years for the rest of the industry it's, to go. I see it very you know, similar to, to trying to add accessibility. It's the whole, you know, if you don't... It needs to be baked in from the start. If you don't yeah. consider it from yeah. the get-go, yeah. you're, you're going to have issues. And mm-hmm. I'm yeah. curious, I'm, I'm assuming I know the answer to this, Jesse, but I'm guessing there aren't any kind of standards uh, or anything for developers to follow at this point, unlike... You know, ex- you know, web well, web content accessibility guidelines. We've got some of those. There, there kind of are actually. There's okay. game accessibility guidelines. Um, mm-hmm. That is a thing. Yeah. Um, Microsoft has a good development and accessibility resource. Oh, cool. Um, a lot of the console manufacturers. I think Sony has one. Sure. Um, and, and so, yeah, the game accessibility guidelines and the Microsoft stuff. There are some resources out there for developers. Also. Um, you know, game engines themselves, you know, the, the tools that kind of, you know, build the core of the framework of the games like Unity or Unreal. Those are the two common ones that a lot of developers will use. Mm-hmm. They are starting to hopefully, you know, try to implement more accessibility features or tools that, that developers can plug into their games. That, yeah, that's what I was wondering. I mean, if, in, if in the engine you've just got accessibility tools built yeah. right into the engine, so, that's well, going to make it easier. Because right now, everybody has to, if you're going to develop it, you know, accessibility, oftentimes, you know, it's kind of like every time I want to write a Word document or a letter, I have to write the whole Word process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got to start from scratch mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. And the other thing that's also happening is you know you may, everyone talks about accessibility as features, which that is a big part of it. Um, but there's also kind of been this shift in the last couple of years of people looking at accessibility, yes, features and specific features for for certain um, types of players are important. But sometimes you may not even need an accessibility feature if you know you're you're taking into account accessibility from the beginning yeah, and you were sure. just designing yeah, 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 accessibility yeah. into your that game from the beginning yeah. so like if your game has good audio you may not need to have as many ex, you know, extra yeah. audio features yeah, because your game is just developed that well. I think uh, we have sorry, Colby, but I think we have yeah, something please. in the in the chat here quickly. Uh, Jonathan? Yeah, checking in on the comments here. We have yes. a surprisingly religious uh, beginning to this one. Okay, um, <laughs> interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colleen made a joke. Uh, what do you call a nun walking through the streets? <laughs> um, no, no. You're making me nervous. <laughs> I, don't worry, it's it's not bad. Okay, uh, go for it. Go for it. She's simply a Roman Catholic. Oh, okay. Very good. And and we did have some other people mentioning blessings to you all. This is a very good topic. Uh, Okay. Um, Okay. Do people feel like we need to be blessed? Are we? (laughs) What's going on here? This is our last. It can't hurt. This is our our final rights. But uh, last thing I wanted to mention, we actually have someone who claims to be in the process of launching a 
specifically gaming community called Visually Prepared Gaming. Okay. So it might be that one of uh, the people in our audience has something that they would Hmm. wish to gather support for or... Maybe they just say to keep your eyes open. Okay. We'll be sharing information soon. But okay, they, well, thank they you. If they've it, got a website or anything, yeah. put it in the comments. We're happy to share that information. They, out. they called it visually yeah. prepared gaming. Okay, I'm not sure future. I've even heard of that. VPG. One. So. <laughs> Never heard of VPG. VPG. You're a big fan, Corey. Yeah. I um, okay, so uh, Corey, you were, you had something you were desperate to say. I think. Can you remember what it was? Though? <laughs> it wasn't all that important. I, oh, okay. I, I just was following up uh, as coming from a perspective of somebody who's half half gaming and half not. Yeah. I I, I think for people who and, and uh, uh, Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong, but it it does seem like nowadays most games are created. They're not specifically created from scratch. They are created by using these engines you were kind of talking about. And so it's not that, um, and, and tell me if I, I guess if I'm wrong here, but it, it seems like most game developers, they, 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 they start with this you know, Unreal or Unity, and they kind of then build their game out of that. So, yeah. so as you were saying, you know, if mm-hmm. those engines include accessibility, accessibility exactly. then it's not like the developer is saying, Oh, I've got to build this. Yeah. They, they just click the a box easier, that the says... The easier you know, it is for them to do, the more likely it's going to happen. Well, and then right, I think on right. top of that is then, and, and we don't need to talk about this today, but then there is the also the accessibility piece of those engines in order for blind developers to create their own Ooh, games. That's and that's a whole right. other kind of yeah, side to this. Story. You know? yes, yeah. yes. Well, let's not get into yeah. a blind game development no, necessarily. That's not no. what we're ta- we would but like, uh, it would be interesting to do a follow-up on I, that. I would love mm-hmm. to get into some conversation about s- some specific games. Let's give our audience... Uh, just before we do that, sorry, I okay. have one quick fire <laughs> question for you, yes. Jesse. One quick mm-hmm. fire question. There is a lot of platforms at the moment. Okay, let me list some of them off. We have your old PC, of course. PC, We have uh, Xbox Series. We have the PlayStation 5. Yes. We have the Steam Deck. We yes. have uh, the... Well, uh, it's like Nintendo the Switch. Yeah, Switch, we have yeah. the soon-to-be-released mm-hmm. um, Apple headset, the Vision Pro. We have the, the Meta headsets. So there's a lot of different ways to access games, not to mention all of the older consoles as well. You didn't even mention mobile phones. Oh, thank you, smartphones. In your opinion, which gives the best experience for accessibility from the uh, platform perspective? Not talking about the games, which I know the games is really the major part. No, 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 but just from actually accessing the games and navigating the the system menus and stuff like that. Um, well, I mean, as far as like system menus and stuff, I mean, of course, you know, PC, you've got a lot of options because you yes. have multiple screen readers available, mm-hmm. uh, mobile, you have, um, talk back and, uh, voiceover. So mm-hmm. that's, that's good for navigating everything there. Um, but actually the, um, Xbox series mm-hmm. and the PlayStation five both have pretty good, uh, screen readers now awesome. in the dashboard. So you can, you know, browse your dashboard. You can manage your content. You know, manage your friends list or groups or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can browse the stores. Um, Microsoft has been really good about that for quite a while. Um, Sony started doing that with the PlayStation Four, but it was only kind of at like a top level. Like a lot of times, you'd go into a menu and it would say like, "Speech not, not available." available. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but then in the PS5, it's gotten a lot better. The one thing that I always kind of give Sony crap about, though, a little bit, is because they have the screen reader and it works really well, but for some reason, 
whether it's on the PlayStation itself or, you know, their website or like on their mobile app, because I use the PlayStation uh, mobile app on iOS, they don't seem to remember a lot of times what an alt tag is. And so a lot of their images are unlabeled or sure. labeled incorrectly. What so you're just yeah, that's so weird. Them, yeah. But uh, they don't really read them with any meaningful information. So it's right. like, yeah, it's great. Your screen reader works, but uh, <clears throat> just label your dang images. <laughs> yeah, again. seriously. Uh, that would really, really help. That's, uh, that's a shame. So I've, I've been giving them crap, when, you know, when I, whenever I mention sure. Sony, because they're doing a great job, but... Could be so better. easy to fix. And yeah. there was, from my understanding, we Such have an easy a fix. PlayStation Four at home. Mm. And mm. mine, you know, from my what my little you have bit a PlayStation of PlayStation Four Pro, I believe. Uh, yeah, we do. Is Ooh. that is there a difference? Mm. Uh, not in terms of the UI. No. Okay, <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> um, but uh, and my son, I keep trying to convince him, like, you need you need an Xbox, don't you, buddy? So you want the PlayStation Five, don't you? He's, you know, four, it's fine. But from an accessibility <laughs> standpoint, my understanding of the jump from the four to the five was pretty significant. It's mm. very significant, yes. And, and why it doesn't so kick back down the to the four? PlayStation Five reads. Okay. Yeah. No, the PlayStation Five reads pretty much almost everything. They're they're um, like I said, aside from the little image thing. Sure. Um, they're very they're very comparable as far as what they read. Well, that's good to hear. Now the Steam Deck, though, Jesse, I got the feeling from a post that you made at some point, maybe mm. not as accessible. Or none accessible. Or non Well, yeah, Valve. Um, I love you, Valve, but you're really. But at the same time, you annoy me because a lot of people, myself included, have tried to contact Valve over the years and mm -hmm. try to just you know get them to improve um, blind low vision accessibility mm -hmm. for their Steam platform, and that's becoming you know increasingly important because you have the Steam desktop client, you have the website, you mm -hmm. have. You know the mobile app is it's it's jank, but it it works. Um, so I'm able to use a fair bit of that, just to like use the store and things. But the Steam Deck, I do have one. I have the Steam Deck OLED, mm -hmm. and um, I have to use everything visually. So sure. um, I mean, the nice thing is, you know, it's like yeah, I have access to my entire Steam library, and there are a few games um, that do have accessibility built in that yes, I can play on Steam. Um, but if you were a totally blind uh, Steam Deck user, you would need sighted assistance to get everything set That's up and to navigate and get yeah. into a game. Sure. And so, is, yeah, is it not running like on the Switch? Too. It's running like, on Linux, like is it Nintendo not? Nintendo Switch, yeah. same issue. The Steam Deck is running on Linux, is it not? So is there no are there no screen readers oh, which aren't native well, to Linux? The, yeah, it's hmm. running. Uh, it's running Linux, but it's they have the Steam OS on top of it, so it's mm. like you can re, you, know, you can reboot it into the whole Linux operating system yeah. if you want yeah. to. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it's kind of like a like almost like your Steam Big Picture mode is the way it runs in Steam OS. So it's very you know consumer friendly. Yes, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. But there's no like. I, I can't really see to navigate, you know, the whole yeah. Linux part to even try to get yeah, that, that set makes up. Sense, yeah. And, and plus, I mean, who, who's going to do that as well? Who's going to yeah, do that? I mean, there yeah. are other Windows handhelds, you know, like there's like the yeah. ROG Ally. Yes. There's uh, another yes. couple out there. Yes. Yeah. And that's becoming a more of a thing. So I'm really, um, I do have a couple connections at Microsoft. So I, I've been meaning to email and ask them and be like, hey, um, just like you have keyboard shortcuts for desktop and laptop, mm -hmm. um, if you could go ahead and make keyboard shortcuts for like narrator and Windows magnifier, yeah, totally. where I could use some sort of, you know, because it's basically like an Xbox controller layout yeah. on these handhelds. And so if I could turn narrator on and off on a Windows handheld, 
um, or, or magnifier and then zoom in and out, like that would be really, really helpful. And I guess with those, uh, with those Windows machines, those aren't actually made by Microsoft. So I wonder whether Microsoft would have to kind of work with the develop, you know, the manufacturers. What if it was baked into the no, I mean, OS? It would, yeah, if it's it an OS feature. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, as long as Windows acknowledged, because then you could do that, like if you had a PlayStation controller or an Xbox controller hooked up to a desktop or laptop. Oh, sure, you could do the same thing. You could yeah. do, this, you yeah, could do the same point. thing. That would so be as nice. long as they put that in, mm -hmm. sure. and then, you know, if your, um, your native uh, handhelds would just be able to take advantage of that, too. Hmm. All, right, All right, well, uh, Jesse, yeah, we, 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 we're supposed to be talking about games, and we haven't got to games yet, so we're going to talk games now. Uh, uh, okay. You gave us a list of games. I got, I'm going to ask, I got a question. Is it about the uh, investigator? No, oh, well, okay. I want to get to that. Okay. But I want to start out with the big punch right off the bat. Ooh. Mike Tyson? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it, yeah Mike, I still can't out. beat him. I love <laughs> the game, but I still can't beat him. <laughs> oh, for, he's evil. For anybody who has, has not yet got into accessible gaming or mm -hmm. has very little accessible gaming where they played some back in the day, what would where what would you point people to start? What, good what's question. a what's a good and it, it, it you know even if it's going and buying an Xbox whatever like what what game would you uh, recommend that has you know a, a good way to introduce people into accessible gaming? Um, well, it's kind of a tricky question to answer because it kind of depends on a how old they are. Sure. And B, what kind of games do they like to play? They're a because forty-five a year old man <laughs> who may or well, may yeah, not be yeah. called Corey. Yeah, who has who has no vision at all. <laughs> I mean, I, the reason I say that is just because, like, you know, yeah, if, sure. you know, if, if if I had a kid, I probably as accessible as the game is. I probably wouldn't let him play The Last of that Us. That so. would yeah. be an I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Some stuff happens in there. Yeah, I get so what you're for, saying. So for Corey specifically, let's say. Well, let's, yeah. let's assume yeah. most, of our, uh, most of our listeners are, are probably mature enough for their sure, adults. Yeah, yeah. So um, let, let's, yeah. Let's you think go adults watch our show? No. <laughs> well, they're adults, but at maturity <laughs> level, I'm not sure. <laughs> they match ours probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go on. So yeah, let's say mature sure. adults um, with, uh, with uh, yeah. low vision or blindness. I would, I mean, honestly, if you want a fairly inexpensive entry point to console gaming, mm -hmm. the Xbox Series S, there are loads of good deals. I mean, even about a year and a half ago, like not this last um, Thanksgiving uh, or holiday season, but I believe 2022, I picked mine up for, they had a deal for just 200 under 200 bucks yeah. with like a yeah. $20 re, uh, sure. rebate or something. Okay. Um, so you can get it between 200 and 250, and it's an all-digital console. Um, but you know, it's meant for 1080p gaming, and you know, you don't care about 4K if you you can't really see it anyway. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it performs really well. Um, and what, what would be the best game to pick up, though? The most accessible game on the Xbox platform. Um, I get to go buy an Xbox. <laughs> on <laughs> Xbox, I would say there's about three or four I can think of. You okay. have The Veil, which is an audio game. It's a kind of an adventure audio game, which is really cool. Oh, yeah, that was PC-based as well, too, right? The yep, 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 I PC remember that. Xbox. Okay. Yep. Um, you have Mortal Kombat 1, which is an excellent fighting game. They mm -hmm. really, really, uh, we can talk about that in a little bit. Yes. Um, there's a kind of a, a really cool, kind of an adventure game 
um, called As Dusk Falls, and mm. that's really, really good. Mm. Okay. Um, and then you have, of course, Forza Motorsport that came out yes. last fall. Let's talk about Forza, Jesse, because well. I'm, I'm very interested in hearing about the Forza accessibility, because I read something briefly about a mode designed for people who are blind that seemed to be like a mode where there would be somebody telling you like which direction to turn and when to turn. Maybe it makes some sounds to keep you on the driving line. I don't know. What can you tell us about that, Jesse? I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've I've played it. I've done a video for it. Um, so yeah, Forza Motorsport. Um, it, it's really cool. One and what I will say, this is a full simulation racing game. This is not like a you know just a fast arcade racer. This is like full simulation uh, racing game, and you can get as deep into it as you want to, or kind of surface level as you want to. Regardless, though. Um, I had a friend of mine who, you know, was kind of interested in the game as well, but he's not a gamer. And, you know, I, I won't lie, Forza is probably the most difficult game to get into just because it is simulation focused. Yeah. And there's yeah. so much to consider, even Jesse, just from a general gameplay standpoint, when you, yeah. say... you have the accessibility on top of it. But it is totally doable. So what it does is there are loads of extra audio cues and some text-to-speech prompts. So when you're driving, and this is cool because they've, they've experimented with a little bit of accessibility in the latest Forza Horizon. Oh, yeah. yeah. But people were kind of not really into that. Like, I didn't even care for it quite as much because you were kind of on rails. Like, you would hold, if you had the, the guide mode on, it would kind of just, you know, guide you to your objective and you were just kind of, holding the accelerator, oh, essentially. Okay. Yeah, that's not so, so Whereas this is, no, you can have full control over the car. Nice. You can turn on or off any of the drive assist that any sighted player would use. Mm -hmm. And so what they do is <clears throat> you have, oh, there's so many things. Like when you're going into a corner, mm -hmm. you have one type of beep. You'll have like a series of three beeps. Mm -hmm. It's kind of telling you, hey, there's a corner coming up. Okay. There's a, there's, now you're in the start of the corner. And now you're exiting the corner, so you can kind of give it a little more throttle again. Okay. Um, there are other different beeps or sounds to where, like, when you're nearing the left or the right side of the track. And mm -hmm. sometimes you don't want to be in the, in the middle of the track to take a corner well. Sometimes you may want to, you know, hit that outside oh, of the yeah, corner sure. and then, yeah, and then yeah. veer in. Mm -hmm. um, so you learn... Um, and it comes in, you know, you want to wear headphones when you play because it really spatially, you know, left and right, it kind of just, you know, the, the, the sound effects and things um, will give you that indication. But then on top of that, you almost have, even though you're not really playing rally, it's almost like you have a rally announcer, um, if you want it, where they'll tell you the corners that are coming up nice. so you can kind of prepare with yeah. the beep. So they might say, um, you know, long, medium, left. Yes, or, yes, 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 yes. Uh, th you know, things like that. So you kind of, or, or it's not really, they, they give it a number. I think it's depending on what, what like one and six. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, like one is really tight or six is really uh, like an easy curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds, uh, that uh, sounds so cool. And it works so cool. really well. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's loads of customization. Um, I've seen one or two blind uh, Forza kind of tournaments already. Mm -hmm. um, what about going so into like really the cool. menus and stuff then, you know, Jesse, in order to ch make these changes, get the game, you know, I, I understand that mm -hmm. Xbox has the accessibility with narrator so we can get the game going, but once a game is up and running, is narrator running through menus? Is Does narrator I, turn off and... I, 
I don't know if they're using narrator natively or if the game is just providing the text to speech. Yeah, but there is text. But to it speech. is done very well. No, okay. The, the menus are fully narrated. Um, no, everything like you can go in and you can tune your car if you want to. Sweet. You can make any kind of changes. So um, one other question I had yeah. really quick. You mentioned that's a full simulated game. Mm -hmm. When you say that, I assume that means like you can have the control of gas, brake, shifting, turn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it's a full, oh, yeah. it's not just press a button for accelerate. And, no, no, and no. That, okay. I was, well, I, was trying I, mean, to, I was trying to encourage Corey earlier to buy a full driving rig well, with a steering wheel, well, pedals, stick shift. I'm not even going that far. No, but this is the problem with me. Like, if I'm going to do it, like, that's... You just want to go full in. Yeah, that's what's going to end. Like, right, I, yeah. I, I was able to um, drive, well, I mean, you know. Arcade racers are more, you know, they're... You know, I'm trying to think of a better, like, they're more, like, they're That's not simpler. simulation based. They're, yeah. they're arcade. Yeah. They're yeah. more, you know, they're focused on kind of, like, more it's, over the top. It's exactly. it's recreation. Right. It's a, a simple press a button. Yeah, but turn, you want something left. deep and hard, hardcore. Well, it, but, and the reason I say that. Well, and I, I love arcade is, racers. I mean, like, give me Burnout 3 any day of the week. That is a good game. I mean, Burnout I, 3 is just, oh, so good. I think for, for, for people who may have had sight before, and have lost it now, or not even just, even if you didn't have vision to begin with, because we're losing the visual input of it, the thought of all of those other, the shifting, the steering, the clutch, mm -hmm. to me, that's like all that extra input, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm that's what feeling, makes it fun. that's what I mean, I'm feeling the, well, you, the missing input of the visual piece, you know. Right, but no, I mean, the thing is, like, you don't have, like, I don't. I drive an automatic in Forza because I just don't want to deal with the shifting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you wanted um, to, you so, could. And them. that's what I love. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great. That you can choose. You can yeah. choose whatever you want. Let and, me just and, um, and, let me just put in here because we we have a question from the chat. Yeah, go for it. Yes, there's wide agreement in the chat yes. uh, on the motorsports uh, being. Uh, what, sorry, Forza. Yes, Forza. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it seems like that's quite a crowd pleaser. People, oh, really? People actually do know about it. And oh, very it. nice. Uh, very also, nice. Mortal Kombat One, yeah, which also, we are going to talk about. Also, yeah. some green. Flags on All that right, one. good to hear that uh, know, people are knowing, uh, finding these you know games and playing You know what's going to happen them. tonight, right? You're going to go buy an yeah, Xbox. I, I got to buy an Xbox. <laughs> You're going to buy tonight. a Series X. I'm, I'm going to end up buying it. Or a Series it. S. You know what's funny is my son's birthday is next week. You're just going to buy one for I'm him and then use it. Yeah, I'm going to tell my wife. Tonight I'm going to say, hey, Sebastian, I know you don't really want an Xbox. But tell mom you want one, so that uh, that'll be your birthday present. And then Don't forget I'll, the racing seats. I'll see. I'll see. Time, man. I already got the. I already have the haptic seats. Oh, in the basement, sound in my right. basement, yeah, yeah. so yeah. I can just feed that through, so I can get the rumble. I'd like to just point out, actually, because the uh, with these games as well, obviously there is the haptics from the controller as well, and I know that Forza has got some very nice uh, haptics, so you can feel the road mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So you're getting the audio, but you're also getting the haptics too. So it is the jewel, the jewel sensation there. We should probably move on right, to because we know. haven't got a ton of time. Let's move <laughs> on to Mortal Kombat One and uh, what the deal is with that. Right, so, no. yeah, I mean, fighting games have always been pretty popular just kind of by their nature of the way, sure. the, ga the, way the games play. Mm -hmm. um, so blind players have uh, been playing fighting games, well, since they were first a thing, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. But Mortal Kombat 1 is really, really cool because they, they did a little bit of stuff in uh, Mortal Kombat 11. They had some, you know, human-narrated menus, but oh, nice. the problem with that is, you know, everything had to be manually narrated. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. if something yeah. got added or changed, you know, you have to re-record right. or add right. more. Which they don't. Um, but there's yeah, actually yeah, exactly. text-to-speech in 
um, Mortal Kombat 1, so you have the accessible fighting, but all of your menus read, mm-hmm. you know, you can pause the game, you can arrow through the, like, oh, I need to look at my move list. Okay, I beat the guy, now I need to look at my fatality real quick. Right, so, right. Um, the other thing that I really appreciate is, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of modern fighting games, they have different training and tutorial modes, you know, that teach you, like, not just the moves, but, like, you know, not just the controls, but it's like, oh, this is when you want to do a high counter. This is when you, when you want to block or when you might want to, you know, try to uh, aerial attack or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and those are largely inaccessible to, they've been inaccessible to blind players. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of those different types of trainings now are, are accessible to blind players, well, which is cool. really great if you yeah. want to dig in and, again, really learn the game at a competitive level. Yeah, do, totally. Do they provide sound cues then to Jesse for like for example when you so when you're when you're in a match you know letting you know you're getting closer to your opponent and then the other thing I always had a problem yes. with I, I love the old school fighting game where if you were on the right side you stay you could never get to the left side, you know what I mean? You, you were always you always knew your opponent was to your left or right, to your right. Yeah, I see what yeah, you're there, now with the no, new there are different sound effects. There are different sound effects for like you know your your meters, like your health meter if it gets sure. below a certain percent. If you're you know like your um, special meter or whatever, like all the yeah, kind of yeah. fighting game mechanics. And then there are sounds for like you know if you are close or far away from an opponent, you mm-hmm. kind of hear. Uh, some kind of some beeping sounds yeah. that are they, the closer you get, I believe the the, the closer, uh, the, the more frequent the beeps, the beeps are. Jesse, a quick, I have a stupid question: Is the is mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat one is it a two D fighter or a three D fighter? Uh, it, it's two D. Okay, they've uh, that's what I thought. With three D for a while, but they've gone back to two D yeah. for the past several games. So it's still, uh, as you were saying, Corey, you could still be on the right side and know you're on the right side because it is happening on a two D plane. Still. But don't you? Well, and, but you could jump over that, him, and now if you're, you're listening. Yes. If, yeah. you're, if you're listening with headphones, yeah, you just listen to the audio pan. If, like, oh, sure. Yeah, let's that say, makes sense. You know, you're you're a male character. You're fighting a female character, or that you just hear the different sounds. Yes, gotcha. that makes. You that can sense. tell you're on the left because it's got you know the stereo or the That's good where sound. it's coming from. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I think headphones yeah. is probably you know pretty key to playing any of these games. Games really. Uh, yeah, yeah, it helps. Yeah, because you're really listening for the audio cues. Man, I gotta buy good mm-hmm. headphones tonight. I know you're gonna have an expensive weekend, aren't you? Oh man. But fun there you though. Go. Well, I love the way you're making it sound as if you're really depressed about this. When, really when really depressed. you're just gonna love my no. wallet's depressed. Well, your wallet might be depressed. Jonathan from the chat. Yes, I have a follow-up on the um, VPG. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So looks like they're going to at least one of the games they're going to start with to try to get a community of visually impaired players that sort mm-hmm. of understand and share those sorts of mods or add-ons. Yeah. One they're going to go with first is World of Warcraft. Oh, cool. Uh, I, I oh, know okay. a lot of people who play that. Yes. And yeah. I've played that for over a decade. Yes. Um, yes. I'm sure they've been a lot of uh, uh, integration of different things. World of Warcraft came out when I was at university, and that must have been, what, 2002, 2003? Mm. That's been around. 2003, yeah, that game has been around for a while. Is there some accessibility mods already, Jesse? I thought I remember seeing some. That's the thing is, I mean, even in uh, Blizzard, in the realm of Blizzard, they have uh, the Hearthstone mod, uh, which oh, is their, their card battling mm-hmm. game. Um, Cards. There's, yeah, there are mods. The cool thing is, is like some games do have the accessibility baked in or included into the game, mm-hmm. um, but especially for games that have already existed that people might yeah. want to play. Um, older games, newer games, like um, 
Stardew Valley, which is kind of this, uh, you know, Harvest Moon kind of like a mm. small town farming simulation, kind of just a chill game. Yeah. There's a there's a mod for that. Mm. Um, I just saw the other day there's a, I haven't looked at it yet, but I saw that some, there's a mod for Plants vs. Zombies oh, cool. Um, oh, that's cool. in development. Mm -hmm. that's cool. um, so there's that. Um, but like I said, there's so many. There's different mods for all kinds and, of uh, games. And you had brought up the Toby mod or whatever for Doom. And that's the one I need to mention, yeah. yes. Mm. Um, so I've been working a little bit with the developer of that mod. Uh, huge shout out to Mr. Alan D1. Um, him and his uh, him him and his team have been just really working on this thing for the last few years. And last year it got really good, but literally um, I got a sneak peek of uh, version 7.0, mm -hmm. which is hopefully going to be coming out here in the next week or two tops. Um, and they just like they've taken the original Doom that came out literally 30 years ago, as of December last year. <laughs> and like it is, um, you know, it is blind playable. Like That's you can. So cool. It's got extra audio cues. It's got like a like a compass system. He just added in 7.0. There's like a thing where you hit like the V key, and it kind of tells you what's in front of you. So like if there's power ups, if there's you know decorative objects like torches and stuff, so you can kind of use that as like a landmark to be like, sure. oh, there's two torches over here, mm -hmm. and then there's a pillar over there. Um, you know, and if there's power ups or like you, know, you kill like oh, there's a zombie corpse over there or whatever. Um, but it, it, it's the amount of stuff that they're able to add um, to that mod is just, it's really, really cool seeing it. And if people, if people wanted to uh, go ahead and uh, use that mod, then they would have to own the game and then they could download the mod for free. And is it just a case of putting some files into the directory or how does that work? Um, yeah, basically, that's the other thing that he's really done somewhat with version 6, but especially version 7.0 mm -hmm. when that comes out here very soon. He's made it a lot easier for people to get into it. You don't have to worry about fiddling with as much files. Basically, you unzip the file, you unzip the folder, mm -hmm. you put it wherever you want to, and if you own Doom 1 and Doom 2, you just go into that folder, copy the doom.wad, mm -hmm. doom2.wad, mm -hmm. put it in your Toby folder, and then you'll see a list of files in your Toby folder that just say like play classic Doom, play Toby Doom. Oh, nice. Even nice, starting nice. to work on um he's even they're they're even starting to work on um toby basically toby death arena so toby deathmatch mm -hmm. for multiplayer that would be so cool <laughs> i'd love to see there, i'd love right? to you see can, some streams of, of blind players uh playing deathmatch oh uh, with that right? mode. that sounds so cool i mean you can put you can spawn bots in there right now and it's yeah. really fast yeah that's really fun. awesome it's um really okay cool. Well, uh, we, we don't have much time, and I do want to definitely cover Brock the Investigator, oh, yeah. because I hadn't heard of this game. And I, I'm I, Brock I saw, uh, the oh, Investigator. Oh, he has a theme I'm tune. <laughs> the Investigator. Yeah. And, well, I, uh, and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's two, there's two indie games I definitely want to shout out, <laughs> okay. because they, you know, um, Brock the Investigator for one, and then one I forgot to put on the list was uh, Stories of Blossom. Yes. Yeah. And they're they're similar because um, the Stories of Blossom is a graphic. It's like a hand drawn point and click adventure game, mm -hmm. but it is completely blind playable. Like it it's not just a blind accessibility, but they've added so many different. Um, like you can play it with one hand. Um, if you have a physical disability, oh, nice. um, there's just there's audio descriptions for like every scene that's in the game. 
Um, it's just really, really well done. Um, and then Brock the Investigator is a point and click. It, it combines, it's like a point and click adventure, but it also has like 2D beat em up uh, elements mm -hmm. in it. So yep. there's points where you're, you know, you're kind of playing like double dragon. Yeah, it says a punch and click, I think that's what they call it, a punch and click yeah. adventure. Yeah, yeah. And, mm -hmm. it's, and you're actually playing an alligator. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what it is. Investigator. Investigator. Yeah. What platforms yeah. are these so on? It's like these anthropomorphic animals. Nice. And, um, I still need to beat it. I'm, I'm pretty far in, but I just I have, I have to get back to beating it. But yeah, it's a These are on PC. These are on PC, right? These are both PC-based games? Um, actually, here's the cool thing about Brock mm -hmm. is... Um, if you have pretty much any platform, Xbox, PlayStation, PC, even, even the Switch, even the Switch mm -hmm. if you buy the game and like if you can get into the game, the accessibility, it's the first accessible game, truly accessible right, game, blind accessible game nice. on the Switch. That is very, very cool. Uh, quick question though, point and click suggests a mouse. So what's the deal? So what they do is um, a lot of times like you can, well, in Brock's case, you can actually walk around the environment. So if you play games like um, like Sanitarium back in the day mm -hmm. or, um, you know, like where you're actually walking your character around. Sure. So you can do that. But then you can also kind of linearly switch between interactive elements on the screen. So I can use like my D-pad or whatever, and I can go between the different, you know, and kind of just, I can hit A on them, let's say, and then my character will walk over to that object. And Stories of Blossom is kind of a similar thing where you just, you use your D-pad or your analog stick mm -hmm. and you can just, you know, oh, I can, okay, I'm pointing at the tree. Now I'm pointing at the door. Now I'm pointing at the character that's in front of the desk. And so you're hearing as you move uh, the, the cursor, yeah, you're hearing you. basically what it's, what it's focusing on. Yeah, it's yeah. like a snappy, you know, yeah. you're snapping the cursor to an interactable object and then yeah. you just, sure. you can either activate it or interact with it, yeah. I would, uh, I would love to talk about this stuff for the rest of the day, but unfortunately <laughs> we are uh, running out of time here. And we did have some more topics on the docket, but maybe we could have you back to uh, talk further about this uh, later in the year, if you would be willing. Maybe we could even sure. do that, plus uh, you were mentioning OBS, we, maybe we can even get a little stream. That get you to play. Get you awesome. to play a game for us or something. Or maybe too. we could we could play some uh, multiplayer uh, Doom with the, to get with the Toby. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that, yeah, I don't know if uh, when it's ready. Yeah, we, we, but when it is ready, yeah, I would love to play some. That, that, would, <laughs> that would be sweet. Um, so quick uh, ending here, Jesse. If people want to get in touch with you, and you do, you do do. Is that a thing? You, you do, do do. You said do. You do. You do do, <laughs> you do, do uh, accessibility consulting. And so, if people mm -hmm. would like to get in touch with you, then uh, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, um, you can reach out to me. Uh, you can reach out to me. I'm pretty active on Twitter is my main platform uh, okay. until it hopefully, I'm hoping it doesn't implode. Yes. Twitter slash X. Um, I've had so much, just so many things have come from that. Okay. So you can reach me there, um, you know, message me, uh, post at me, whatever. And that's what, uh, um, that's illegally cited, is it? Or what's the, what's the handle? Yeah, illegally cited. Um, yes. It's the, yeah, just look up illegally, illegally cited, you'll find it. The, the mm -hmm. actual ad is at BGFH79. So okay. I could change that, but I can't. Okay, but people can um, just look up illegally cited. But yeah, cited. illegally yeah. cited will yeah. find yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn, um, although I need to check that more often. 
But, uh, you know, people contact me sometimes through email or through my YouTube channel. And you do have um, a website as well, illegallycited.com, right? Yep, illegallycited.com. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. should have all my contact information in there. It's, cool. it's very, very, unfortunately, very basic, but it gets yeah, it the, does job the job done. So, yeah, uh, yeah and uh, obviously the YouTube channel, uh, everybody who is checking out the show today, if you're not already subscribed to the channel, then we definitely recommend you do that. YouTube.com forward slash at illegallycited. That's illegally cited, just to emphasize that point and yeah. um, yes uh, it's definitely worth checking out there's a lot of stuff on there in terms of um, you know reviews of different games reviews of different hardware just general uh, accessibility stuff um, so and, and even some let's plays and stuff like that so definitely go check that out for sure yeah. and uh, we also have a YouTube channel I don't know why I'm saying this because if you're watching the show you're already on the channel so used to not yeah I guess yeah. Uh, we used to do this through zoom or but, if you're uh, on our podcast Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you're listening to the podcast version, uh, we are uh, youtube.com forward slash at Vision Forward Tech Connect. Yeah. I feel like we need to shorten that name. Yeah, we already it's changed it. It's kind of a mouthful. Oh, well, I think the problem was we couldn't get Tech Connect. So oh, that's I didn't want right, to do yeah. via. Anyways. Right, right, right. You yeah. Know, yeah, anyways, okay. Yeah, but uh, anyway, you can uh, you can check out our check channel and uh, check out our videos and stuff like get that. More of a... One question to end on, Jesse, real quick here. Mm-hmm. Prediction for this year, well, probably this year. Nintendo Switch 2, accessible out of the box for blind users or not? No. Well, I would. Here's what I will say. If okay. it's, I, what I will say is, if it's not, I'm going to be very angry because <laughs> okay. I love Nintendo. When does Nintendo ever take an for their system serious. to be accessible? The original Switch has. A Zoom feature, which I use all the time, but okay. I would absolutely love for it to have uh, some sort of native screen reader yes. built in. Um, I'm hoping that they have seen what all the other consoles have done, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that, if nothing else, that, that they're shamed into it or whatever, but I really, <laughs> yes, I really, really hope. That's, that's that such a weird company. In some ways, they're they're innovative, and in some ways, they're behind. Yeah, the I feel like they just are absolutely. Yeah, oh, I could. Yeah, yeah, I could go on. I mean, I could. Like, there's so many good and frustrating things about Nintendo. Exactly. But uh, Nintendo, I know you're watching, <laughs> um, Mr. Yeah. Nintendo, Mr. Uh, Miyamoto. Well, no, well, his friends call him Mr. Nintendo. <laughs> okay. Um, we would like to see full accessibility <laughs> in your Switch 2. Thank you. I know okay. it's already been designed and finalized yeah. at this point, yeah. but anyway. And no, get one, to, get one to Jesse early if you could. Yes, please. that would be great. Like <laughs> and then we can have him on the show. It <laughs> All right, we've got to leave it there, everybody. But uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. I hope you had a great time. We certainly did, and I hope you did also, Jesse. And uh, mm-hmm. Jesse, let's try and connect later on in the year to follow up on some of the things we didn't get a chance to chat about and maybe answer the question of whether the Switch 2 has a screen reader yeah. out of the I'll box. tell you how I'm doing on Forza. And you can, you can let us know how you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> well, you've got a lot of Xbox games you can play. Yes, you do I indeed, do. yes. All right, uh, take it easy, Jesse. Goodbye, everybody. We look forward to seeing you in two weeks' time. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us for another Tech Connect Live. If you enjoyed Corey and Luke's antics, be sure to join us next time. For all things Tech Connect, go to vision-forward.org slash techconnect.